What's up, everybody? <laughs> it's your boy, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know why I got the giggles right now, man. We got there for a man on the podcast. How you feeling today? I'm good. How are you? Oh man, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm I'm glad I got some coffee right now. Feeling good, feeling great. And we have yourself on the podcast right now. I'm pretty excited for that because you are you and you're an awesome person. I feel like I'm just kicking it with the homie right now. Like already. We haven't even got to start a podcasting yet. So, I'm so happy. For I know I'm I'm happy too. I'm very happy. I've been seeing you on um, Instagram and Twitter and all those places. It looks like you just have a good-ass time doing what you do. I love it. Yeah, what's the, what's the best part? What's the best part about all of uh, the, the content creation for you? <sighs> There's so many good aspects of it, but, like, if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. it's honestly just being able to express myself and, like, please guys while i'm doing and ladies i mean shit while i'm doing it you know absolutely that's right because you're bi correct yes i am yeah so self-proclaimed i've seen it on your i think like your bio or something like that it's something that you're loud and proud about as of lately yeah yeah just recently wow so it was something that you weren't really for you know, like forward about at at a certain point or, or did you just discover it? I mean, I've always like been attracted to women, but I guess I just didn't like realize that like, oh shit, like it's not normal that you're, (laughs) you know, looking at a woman and being like, damn, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then like, (laughs) yeah. yes and I'm like damn that girl's got it (laughs) and uh you know I I was uh in a heterosexual marriage and um you know for the longest time I just kind of like and I've always been a tomboy growing up I was like always a tomboy so you know (laughs) I uh I tried it with a with a woman and I'm like Oh fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah. I feel like women are just so beautiful all around. So I could totally understand when a woman is attracted to another woman. Now, you know, everybody has their preferences, and I support everybody's decisions on what they do. I think everybody should just do what they like and love who they love. I think that's the most beautiful thing all around. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like being somebody like myself, like whenever I see like a a hot ass chick, see, I'm I'm married. So when I see, you know, a a beautiful woman, I don't necessarily like go out and blurt it out around my wife or nothing like, hey, babe, look at her butt, you know, but she she knows what's up, though. She's very like secure in her womanhood to where she is cool with me, you know, checking out other women. Now, I don't care if she checks out other guys or whatever the case may be, but you know, as long as there's some kind of respect and boundaries, do you feel like the respect and boundaries are like pretty similar in a, in a relationship that is by for you? Or is there like differences, like major differences, like personality wise and just within all the traits? Oh my God. Well, first of all, there's so many differences, you know, women just, in general, understand each other way better. Like 
the way that men think seem to be way more in the box, like cut and dry, black and white, where women seem to understand each other's emotions a lot better and uh, just be on the same, you know, playing field. And it's, it's just, you know, we'll look at each other and it's like, I know what you're thinking without even saying it, you know, but yeah, you said something about, um, uh, what did you say? My memory is completely gone. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, are the personality traits within, like, like dating in, in, in both genres, should I say, um, like, do you see, like, a huge personality trait difference? I, random, random question, I know. And it's a hard question, probably, too. <laughs> Honestly, it, it all comes down to connection and chemistry. Like, you have to have that chemistry and connection um in any kind of relationship it doesn't really matter you know if it's if you're bi if you're you know heterosexual you know anything like that gay straight whatever it that's so important is that connection um you know physically emotionally sexually all of that absolutely and see i asked a question like that because i feel like there is a lot of people who don't understand that everybody is, you know, alike and one one another is very, very similar in so many ways. And it's not always the the gender or sex that they've been classified as. Like no. people like who they like, and that's what it's gonna be. Exactly, exactly. You know, I I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. See, I know that I'm a heterosexual guy because I'm only attracted to women. I always say damn when I see women. When I see when I see other <laughs> guys, <laughs> yeah. And like see, if I saw another guy and I was like, damn, then I'd probably question it. But I don't. I see other guys and I'm just like, oh, what's up, homie? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, are we gonna be cool? Are we gonna or do we gotta fight right now? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> But like I've, I've been hit on before by by guys who like guys, and you know it is what it is. I don't get mad or offended or nothing like that. In fact, I feel like when a heterosexual guy gets mad or offended, like that might be when it's time to question your sexuality. It's like, why are you upset? Like, are you like nervous or scared that your manhood might have been tested because you've thought of it uh-huh. in your mind? Right? Do you get what I'm saying? A lot of men are so insecure about their masculinity and they just project it. And it's like, why, why, why you, why you gotta be like that? What, what difference does it make what you're into, you know, or maybe they're just closeted and don't, <laughs> don't realize really, it, you know and they I don't mean? know it yet. And then they don't yeah. know it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like those guys who proclaim themselves as alpha males, like, I don't oh. think alpha males need to proclaim themselves as an alpha male. I mean, you can taste it just looking at them. You're like, ugh. Beta. <laughs> it's okay to be a beta. There's got to be a little bit of everybody in the world. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, everyone has their Which place, you know. Have you ever thought of... Like your, as far as your personality traits go, is if you're a beta or a alpha woman. I'm definitely a beta. I'm a type B personality all the way. I mean, my anxiety tells me otherwise sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but I'm just super, you know, go with the flow. Um, I, I, I'm usually more submissive with women than I am, mm. you know, with men, but I'll, I'll, I'll do what I'm told. <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it. I was just going to ask, do you think that there's a possibility of a beta sub um, or, or uh, excuse me, a beta dom? It, there wouldn't be a beta dom. Would there be? Or th- there could be probably, right? could be you know there's such a thing as soft dumps where they're you know mm. more sensual soft um you know loving that kind of, well i mean they're all loving but you know what i mean the soft dumb is is basically like a beta dumb yeah right that totally makes sense so you would consider yourself more of a a, a sub with your partner now oh i'm a switch we're, we're both switches switch. which <laughs> um, that's how you keep it spicy, though. Caliente. Exactly. Exactly. And kinky, too. Goddamn. <laughs> i tell you something, and this is something that is just random to me. All night last night, I was in and out of sleep. I somehow still slept good, but in mm-hmm. and out of sleep, all I could keep thinking in my head was how I believe that in my in my life, I would be considered uh, a dom because, like, I try to think of myself as somebody. I like to play with the um, or explore the the thought of being a sub to a woman. And I know there's so many that I've been meeting lately who are dominant women, and they have guys who are subs. And I just think it's an amazing world. And I try to think to myself what it would be like to be a sub, and I just can't find myself grasping the idea of myself doing it and so i'm thinking what does that mean and i'm thinking this as i'm sleeping that's the weirdest thing to me is that like i'm having these thoughts as i'm sleeping but they're like conscious thoughts i'm not like dreaming or nothing and i'm like does that mean i'm a, a dominant person so in my marriage my wife like we're probably both dominant we go at it and i think that's why it works our marriage for some reason the fact that we both clash and all that but it makes me like wonder to myself okay like if i was in a relationship where i was more the dom and my partner was the sub would it well first of all would it even work out like for the long term probably not but um like would it work out for like my my dominant personality my taurus personality probably so my ego would probably get inflated you get what i'm saying (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, there always has to be, you know, that that dynamic of transparency and trust and openness in any kind of, you know, um, in any kind of relationship. So yeah, no, there, there totally does. There totally does. Well, let's talk about your relationship with the foot world because it seems like you're very dominant in that world. <laughs> I, I guess I don't I don't know I, I, I I'm just doing my thing <laughs> you're just doing your thing just having fun taking pictures doing content I I go on Twitter <laughs> and it's like a whole <laughs> new world to me because I started my my profile on on YouTube and then I went to IG and then my friend Alexis abuse who was on this podcast she's a P star and mm-hmm. she um she told me like, dude, you got to be on Twitter. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get on Twitter. So now I'm on Twitter and I'm like, 
damn, like Twitter's a whole nother world. Like you see everything on Twitter. Oh my God. I, so I started on Instagram for like the longest time and it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe a few months into it that I moved over to Twitter. Cause I'm like, I'm missing out on something here. I go over to Twitter and I'm like, you know, I've been watching, I've been following all these beautiful women on Instagram for like months now. And I look over on Twitter and I'm like, <laughs> damn. Her vagina is right there. <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean and see i've always told everybody and this is the truth that because i like to keep it professional and i don't want to look at my guests or potential guests as um you know something that you know i would uh like masturbate to or something like that uh-huh. i i try to stay away from the the fans accounts and i support all that i promote it and everything but you know i try to stay away from all that just to kind of keep you know my my mind right and everything and then i go on twitter right. i'm like oh, man, i can't even scroll through the timeline <laughs> i gotta stay off the timeline because all of my friends are butt naked <laughs> <laughs> You know I, I apologize mean? for that. You, know, you gotta do what you gotta do, and I support it. Man, you guys know I support it, man. Um, That's right. That's right. But anyways, I say all that to say I came across a self worship video of you, and I was like, "What else? What's up?" It looks like you were enjoying that whole process. I love the self worship. Yeah, I, I, oh, I love it. I love it. What is oh, it I'm about sorry. It? Like, like all of this. <laughs> What's up, kitty cat? What is it about self-worship that you feel, you know, really turns you on, makes you want to make content even more? Oh, I mean, there's nothing like getting your feet worshipped, right? Nothing mm-hmm. like it. It feels so good. And when you do it yourself, to yourself, and then, like, knowing that the person watching is, like, getting pleasure from it. And then, you know, I just, when I, when I worship my feet, I like to pretend that I'm like, actually like, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can say it, but you know. <laughs> you should just say it, educational purposes. At YouTube, this is for educational purposes. Okay. So. Okay. I'm like giving my toes a, a whole ass blowjob. Ah. That's it. That's what I'm thinking of when, when I, when I suck my toes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, YouTube. I didn't know she was gonna say that. Um, time out. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I, I hear you. No, that's very interesting. And then, as far as the pleasure for yourself, because you're doing it to yourself, right? And you're imagining that. Is there like a feeling that you get from the the senses on your feet when you're doing that? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It looks like I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it. You you are flexible. I feel like anybody that could do self-worship is highly flexible. You could probably do the splits. I don't know about splits. I I feel like <laughs> the old lady in me would like tap out right away. <laughs> Stop. No more splits. Yeah. <laughs> like I Dude. didn't sign up for this today. Damn. I remember, I remember back in the day, I was, uh, when I was probably like eight years old, I was really flexible and I used to do choreographer, uh, choreography dancing with my sister, not like 
you know, not really in the class or nothing. She was a cheerleader and she knew all the dance moves and she would need somebody to be a part of the dance moves. So I would do it with her. That's something I've never mm-hmm. told anybody, by the way. That's me being vulnerable on the podcast. And so I would dance with her. And mm-hmm. I think that she did it as a joke, but she wanted me to jump off the bed during the, the dance routine and land in the splits. And I was like, I don't think I could do that, sister. And she was like, just do it. You're, you'll be okay, Jimmy. And I'm like, all right. So I do it. And I, right away, I realized my manhood wouldn't allow for that dance move. And she was laughing. I was crying. And it was jacked up. She would torture me in that kind of way. And sometimes she would tickle torture torture me too, you know, just uh-huh. innocent, uh-huh. innocent sibling stuff or whatever. I see it a lot, though, in the FFC community with all of the tickling. Do you ever explore the the tickling scene and get tortured in that kind of way? Yep. Yep. My actually my my girlfriend is a, um, you know, a Lee and a Lur. So and, you know, I've never being in the community in the fetish community, you know, you, you run across all of these kinks and you're like, I don't get it because I've never experienced it, but okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll run with it, whatever, whatever floats your boat. And, um, you know, so I, I didn't really understand it, but I would, I would, you know, chat with these, these people in the community, whatever, and try to learn as much about it as, as I could. And then when my, my girlfriend and I, um, you know, started, uh, exploring together, um, she told me that she got turned on from tickling and I'm wow. like, you know that's a kink right and she's like no and I'm like hell yeah it is so you know we we explored it together and now I understand it and it's just that sensation on your skin it just adds to the whole experience and I'm all for that hell yeah (laughs) something just dawned on me when you were telling me that story have you ever heard somebody say coochie coochie coo while tickling Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Yes. What else is a coochie? What else is a coochie? (laughs) What if that came from somebody doing a kink tickle and said, coochie, coochie, coo, you know, something like that? Like, what if it came from that? That's fucking wild. Think about it. Yeah. I'm not, am I tripping? Well, with, with, um, you know, uh, uh, the foot kink. I don't know if I can say the F word, but the the foot kink. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people realized that they had it, like you know, when they were in in school. So right. maybe you know, like, when you're going through puberty and all that, maybe you know, maybe they they realized, like, hey, you know, maybe I'm into this. It's just the whole psychology behind this whole thing is is truly what fascinates me. It really does fascinate me as well. And I'll tell you what else fascinates me. And I don't know if you know about this, but I usually go over this before the podcast, but I do something called a foot marshal where I zoom in the screen on you and you just be yourself and do whatever. I'm going to go ahead and give some shout outs to whoever's watching live right now. So if you're watching live, drop some comments, some flames, anything like that. I'm going to zoom in the screen on mail. She's going to be herself and let's play some music. 
Make sure you smash the like button if you're watching right now because it helps the podcast incredibly. If you're listening or watching this on Spotify right now, leave a review because it also helps the podcast. And I know you want your favorite podcast to shoot up in the ranks. If it doesn't, then I'm just going to never do a podcast again. How about that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Apple, make sure you leave a review on Apple as well. I see this some live people right now. Make sure you drop comments and show your love and appreciation for Mel. Smash that like button. She's in the pose right now. The pose have it's becoming something popular on the the Plenty of Feet pod. Actually, um, she's mastered it. As you can see, she's the the pose expert. We got a, a picture right there, and then she's live in the pose. So shout out to that. All right, everybody. Oyo the Dino Man, is there any bug you hate? He always wants to know about bugs. Dino, why do you only care about bugs? Bugs done nothing to you, Dino, okay? They probably surely have done nothing to Mel either. Right, Mel? Uh, Bugs? Yeah. Uh, You know... It just, it, I, they have nothing personal against me. They really don't. They can't help it. We're, we're living in their world, you know. It, but spiders, I gotta tell you, I, I was sitting in my kitchen the other night and I was just like scrolling through my phone as I, as I usually do. And I look, and I'm sitting on like a stool, and something like catches my eye, like right here, and I'm like, so I look up, and this spider drop down from the ceiling in all places in the kitchen to drop down from he dropped down like right here and he was like you know his legs were all out and like just in midair like right like eye contact with me and i'm like oh fuck (laughs) how dare he right right like out of all the places in the kitchen why why like right here (laughs) making eye contact with all 18 of his eyes and your two (laughs) eyes is like like, nah, bro. I had this spider come on my foot one day at a public restroom at the park, and I lost my shit. I kicked my whole shoe off. <laughs> I go running out the bathroom. I'm flipping off my shirt. I'm taking it off. I'm running out the bathroom. I'm screaming. And I see people at the park. They're looking at me, and they're like, what's wrong with this guy, right? And little do they know, I just had this... I think they call them wolf spiders. Yeah, wolf spider was oh, no. on my on my shoe. And the reason why I even seen the spider was because <laughs> after going pee, I went to flush the toilet with my foot. That's what you do when you're at public <laughs> restroom. And right. I put my foot up. I'm like, you know, and I see that big ass spider on my foot. I lost my shit. I'm not joking. I have absolute arachnophobia. And it sounds like you do, too. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people do. I feel it's the it's the, all the legs. I think that make it so creepy. And they just they just have the ability to like move however they want. You know what I mean? I mean, if if they could fly, we'd all be fucked. <laughs> There's some that can maybe not fly, but some that jump like jump. far. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> a jumping spider? And I'm scared of no. spiders? 
No. That's absolutely no. terrifying. What other phobias do you got that you know of? Oh, oh my God. Um, I, I have a, like a house fire phobia. I do have a house fire phobia. I don't even know oh. if there's like a name for it, but yeah. I feel like there is definitely got to be a name for it. And in fact, we are going to research this right now live on a podcast. Phobia of fires. Let's find out. It is called pyrophobia. It refers to the fear of fire. The word pyrophobia originates from Greek pyro, which means fire and phobos, meaning fear. Damn. Finding out facts on the podcast today. That's what it's called, though, pyrophobia. So you don't like fireworks, do you? I like um, I like fireworks. I just don't like uh, house fires. I was in, um, when I was, like, really young, I was in a house fire. And, and then we had a house fire here um, in 2012. And so, like, as a homeowner now, it's, like, my biggest fear. I'm, like, smelling smoke in the house. I'm, like, oh, my God, what's on fire? You know what I mean? Or that smell of gas freaks me out too, because that can yes. also start a fire. Yes. And yeah. And I never know if maybe there's some doubled eggs being created in the kitchen, or or some kind of eggs being cooked, or if somebody passed gas. You know, and I'm like, what's that? What's that smell? Hold on, time out. Like, I I have a very sensitive nose. I have a big nose, so it works really good. Um, and I, I know when something's different, you know what I mean? So I feel you on that. No, I mean, a house fire, you being involved in a fire when you were young, that's some really traumatizing shit. Talk about childhood trauma. I feel you on yeah. that. That's, pyro, that's where the pyrophobia was created. Um, are you willing to talk about that house fire when you were younger at all? Or is it something that you don't like talking about as well? I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty open about everything. I mean, it, it happened when I was like, I don't know, like six or seven and uh, it was on Easter and we were at my aunt and uncle's house and they had been having like a, you know, stoking the fire in like their, their um, fireplace all day long. And he didn't, my uncle didn't know that there wasn't like a firewall in between the, the uh, fireplace. And so it was just heating all day long. And then, you know, in the middle of the night, it like caught and the, you know, I just woke up to like everyone screaming and I'm like trying to find my younger sister and she wouldn't wake up. And like, it's just, you know, scary. It was traumatizing. And then uh, everything, you couldn't see anything. And, and we all got out and, and they told us that like, you know, if we had been in there for like five more minutes or something like that. And then like the, we didn't know it at the time, but the, the, door that we were exiting the house from the fire was right underneath it so like it, it was just it was crazy that sounds absolutely terrifying no doubt i've never experienced a house fire firsthand but just thinking about it definitely scares me a little bit um yeah man like because like burning that's not the way to go I don't no. think any way is the way to go, uh, honestly. But if it had to be a way, like, hopefully quick, not a torturous type of way, you know? You know, I think about this quite, like, more often than someone should. If if I'm going to go, I'm it's going to be in my sleep. Just please put me out of my misery in my sleep. I, <laughs> like, I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to, 
I don't want to nothing. But like, I think my subconscious, my husband was a firefighter. So maybe like my subconscious, you know, having a firefighter in the house where I could feel like safe and protected if anything were to happen. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting that you married a firefighter at a certain point and you had a fear of fires. So you needed a protector. You felt probably like sub in your subconscious. That's deep, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. That's really yeah. deep right there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a pretty deep person, would you say, all around? I think so. I, you know, I'm all for, you know, shooting the shit, you know, that kind of conversation. But, you know, if someone needs to talk, I'm always down for a deep conversation, you know. When is the conversation too much, though, for you? Like, when do you start, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, start hitting all those answer buttons? Um, If the other person just keeps going and going and going and you can't get a word in edgewise, I'm just like, or or they start talking about, like, their opinion and their opinion is, like, far off and in, in like some kind of left field and you're like where the hell are you getting <laughs> these ideas from but I'll still listen to it you know but yeah <laughs> when somebody gives you opinion that you don't agree with do you ever voice your opinion back in return or do you just let them be ah uh, you know what I've always been the type of person to just nod and smile but Recently, I just don't have the energy for it anymore. So if it gets to like that point, I'll just kind of, you know, just kind of get quiet, I guess, and just <laughs> let them let them go. And, you know, just whatever, whatever rocks your boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, when the time is right to say something or if you feel like you're around somebody that you can be open in that kind of way and not say something to where they're going to go on and on and never have their mind changed. Those are the kind of people that I will not tolerate in my space for very long. If you are just one track minded and you can't see things any other way, or you don't take anybody else's opinions for consideration and you're just like stone brick wall. I'm like, are you a robot? Like, do you have no emotions at all? Like, how do you not consider other people's opinions at all? It's like being at, a bar or something like that and somebody could sit anywhere in that bar and they come sit next to you and then light up a cigarette and you don't smoke it's like like come on man you know what i mean those are those are those kind of people those people are the ones that would do that kind of stuff and it's like it is what it is i mean you can't control people though you can't control people and you can't control what other people do i get that I mean, that must be how you live your day-to-day life and stay so happy. It seems like you're always, always smiling and always happy. That's not a facade, is it? No, 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 not at all. It's just, I mean, you know, due to recent events, I guess I'm less uh, bubbly than I've always been. But I'm, I'm getting back into it just because I miss, I miss my old self. I miss being more optimistic about things. So, you know, um, I just everyone's going through shit right now. You know what I mean? Everyone's going through some kind of overwhelming stress or, or it's just, just, so just be kind to people. You know what I mean? Just, there's no point in, in being, in being, you know, irritable or nasty. Just, 
just be happy. What, what do you feel like you want to be more optimistic about? What did you lose the optics on? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> my husband passed a few months ago. <laughs> Gosh. So, uh, so you know, the the depression, the anxiety, it just the, all the stress, everything that you have to go through. You know, it, I was 27 at the time. I'm 28 now, but you know, when you're that young, it, that's not something that you have in the cards quite yet. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm so sorry to hear about that. That's not something that anybody could prepare for, losing somebody special and dear to your heart. It's something that when it happens, you just freeze and everybody tells you the same thing and you appreciate it. They tell you, I'm sorry for your loss, my condolences. And you try to process the the feeling of what's even happening. And I don't think mm-hmm. that you really, truly realize and gather all those thoughts until some time has passed. And even then it's like, damn, you still can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the whole, it's a whole part of the, the, the grief process is, is like, you know, denial, shock, you know, that kind of thing being unable to process. So yeah, as my cat is sitting on my ass. <laughs> Shout out to the cat. <laughs> That's why I don't let the cats in the podcast room because my cats will just be all over the place. They might chew a wire, chew a hole through the wire, and the next thing I know, the podcast is off and or the Wi-Fi is or something like that. But yeah, man. Well, man, I I, I feel for you, you know, when it when it comes to that. I mean, I, I definitely don't want to keep, you know, the the podcast too too weighed down, you know, with, with that mm-hmm. because I, I know that's fresh. I mean, two months ago, goodness gracious, that's uh that's uh that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. And um I mean, damn man, how how do you like you, so you say you're just kind of just now starting to kind of be able to to smile again and kind of get out there and have some fun? Yeah, yeah. It was back in September, so it was more than two months ago. But um yeah, I'm just I'm just, you know, the the sun's coming out. I live in uh in western New York, so you know, we, we get the really long winter months and um so the sun's just starting to come out. There's blue skies, sunshine, you know, the the flowers are coming out. So there's so much there's so much more life outside where, you know, before it was just kind of dismal and cold and you know everything was just waiting for the sun to come out and the sun's out did you know that the beginning of the year used to actually be in spring and that's why they call spring spring because it springs us into the new year everything kind of goes away in the winter during the cold all the plants and the trees they've already lost all their leaves and they start coming alive again in the spring and that used to be the beginning of the year, but ever since we switched, I believe, to the Gregorian calendar, they have the new month structure. But if you look in Ethiopia, there's 13 months. Or if you look in, there's another country, I can't think of it off the top of the head right now, but they also go off a different calendar. And that's interesting as fuck to me because time is literally an illusion. And they tell you, oh, the year starts here and ends there. but how old are we really if time and calendars are just a man-made construct? It's like, what? Is age really just an illusion to make us feel cursed like we're aging? 
when really in actuality we're living some kind of internal life and then when when we go are we really going anywhere are we just waking up in another timeline do you ever think about stuff like that you know, I was just, it's funny that you're bringing up now because I was listening to another, uh, one of your podcast episodes earlier today where, where you were chatting about this with Cosmic, I do believe, actually. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, the idea that energy cannot be created or destroyed. So when we pass, where's it going? It can't just die, you know? Where is, our, where is our energy going? It's got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get vibes yeah. from animals sometimes too. I get some kind of vibe that they have a spirit that I recognize or know. Like, so here's something that I haven't told anybody. Um, when I was 21, 22, maybe my father passed. And ever since then I have felt, and my family has felt like he has a spirit of a hummingbird. And when we see hummingbirds, it feels like he's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. That's, I totally get it. And that's like, that's what I'm, I'm wondering, like, is it a reincarnation thing or is it just the spirit somehow transfers to something within our realm in the world that's appears to be, you know, a living organism and the spirit may be transferred to that. Like even my dog, sometimes my pug, I'm like, I feel like, you know, me more than you should, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or like you go to like a psychic reading and, and, and you had a, a, an animal pass away, a pet pass away and they'll, they'll bring him, bring up the animal and, you know, the say that the animal, like, you know, uh, love when you played with him out in the yard and stuff like that. And it's like, how do you, how do you tell me that? You know what I mean? So I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And you have some special animals over there right now. I sure do. I've got a, <laughs> I have uh, 12 cats in the house right now and two dogs. 12 cats. Yes. Yeah. I heard that correctly. She has 12 cats and two dogs, everybody. You are literally the crazy cat lady. I maybe not crazy. I can't even deny it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a lot of cats and they're in-house cats too or are some of them outside cats. Well, there's 12 in the house and five out, five barn cats. So there's 17 total if you want to look at it that way. But, you know, after my, uh, after my husband passed, um, my younger sister, her now fiance, and then um, my girlfriend and my, um, my older niece all moved in with me and all came their cats. <laughs> well, isn't so. that a, beautiful thing sounds like you have a house full of love right now i don't know what i would have done without them quite honestly yeah that's a very special thing to say right there and there's nothing better than having people that truly care for you and adore you you know to be around i mean that's the best man does anybody cook for you 
cook for me? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. They, uh, yes. What you, what, what <laughs> they you are my my um sister's fiance and her sister which is my girlfriend we're sisters dating sisters by the way that's really <laughs> yeah i love that yeah yeah but they're great oh. cooks like they're always over my shoulder like what what, what are you doing there what what are you putting in that what spice are you putting in there why are you doing that like <laughs> and it's just what? i always have them like right here like you know talking to me in my in my head like okay i gotta put more paprika in this <laughs> Ooh, okay we got a we got a cabinet full of seasoning at the house of barefoot mail what's important. a common dish would you say at the at the house of barefoot mail ah comfort food i mean <laughs> look at me um <laughs> uh, i'd say like chicken and biscuit wow like fried chicken? No, no, I love no. chicken and brisket. A chicken oh, and chicken and brisket or biscuits? Biscuit, chicken and biscuit. Oh. What about yeah. chicken and waffles? You ever do chicken and waffles? I have never. I've never dipped into that. I, I, one day I will. I will get up the courage. I'm pretty open to anything. I'm not a picky eater at all. But I've never just had the chance to try chicken and waffles. You surely should try chicken and waffles. If you ever go to LA, you got to go to, of course, Roscoe's chicken and waffles. It's more of like a a fast food feel. I mean, you dine in, but it's, you know, it's nothing crazy or nothing like spectacular to look at. But, you know, for some reason, their waffle is like so delicious. It has cinnamon in it. It's kind of a thinner waffle. Yeah, and so you get chicken on the side, right? And this is what I do. I put some hot sauce on it. And then, I don't know. Oh, I just thought of that song from uh, Friday. I put some hot sauce in my burrito, baby. All right. Um, But yeah, I put some <laughs> hot sauce on my chicken. And then I, you know, syrup up my, uh, my waffle. And it's like, the for some reason, it's the best combination. It's probably because there's some sweet and then some salty, I'm, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Yeah. Daddy Good's doing it up. <laughs> All right. Well, I could imagine. Here, here's this is just speculation. I know what else might be salty. Those feet, baby. Not just, <laughs> let's get into a commercial, y'all. Smash the like button if you're here right now watching it live. Make sure you drop some comments. If you're here live, I want to shout you out. So shout out to Oil Dino, man. You're always live. Shout out to you. you Got to find out what you do for a living because you're always on all these podcasts. <clears throat> um, shout out to Dr. Jazz, man. <laughs> he said 12 cats. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you. Man. Uh, shout out to Tyler. He said... It could be possible seeing the usual toe spreading contest at the final part of the show. Well, hey, that's up to her, you know. That's up to Hell her. Yeah. She wants to give y'all some close-ups and some toe spreading. Um, shout out to the Coverland Darkness. He says, lovely smile. Oh, I agree. I agree. I do have a lovely smile. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Anil Shema. Shout out to I Love the YouTube. He says, what do you think of the Giants' fetish? 
All right. We'll get into that, actually, after this. That's kind of tight. Um, Gorgeous Feet Picks said, he just said the spider came on his foot. <laughs> hey, time out. I'm not like that. Jesus. Goodness gracious. Y'all are, y'all are terrible sometimes, man. Shout out to Tony Partridge. He said, the pose is good for that. One thing adds the view with it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, the pose. Yeah, the pose is popular. And um, for some reason, it has become a popular on the podcast. Shout out to Swift Gaming. It says, can we see her wrinkles? Uh, oh, like on her soles? Yeah. Because it doesn't look like she has any wrinkles on her face. I do, though. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, Oh, shout out to William Lewis, too. Shout- oh, oh, there y'all go. Smash the like button. And again, if you're watching this on Spotify, leave a review. And if you want to sponsor this podcast, I could be talking about you right now. So let's get it. All right, we're back. All right, so. I had a question from somebody here, uh-huh. and they say, "What do you think about the giantess fetish?" You know what? I am not here. I I do not. I do not kink shame. You know what? Like, what what did you say? Kink shame, not kink shame, or something like that. Um, it's something like that. Oh yeah, but, no, it was. Um, Somebody else said it, but I, I've been using it. It was, uh, it's no kink shame, just not kink same. Exactly. You know, what I say to people is that, you know, in this day and age with everything going on, you just want to come home and whatever rocks your socks, <laughs> whatever, whatever gets your socks wet, you know what I mean? As long as it's legal and consented, that's, as long as it's those two things, go for it. But the giantess is—it's uh, quite interesting, isn't it? It's—it's it's quite an interesting kink, kink to have. It, it is actually. I feel like it's probably more favored in the sub world. If you're a guy who likes to be a sub, you might mm-hmm. like to be stepped on or kicked and things of that nature. But. I don't know. I can't imagine somebody who feels to be dominant to want to be stepped on or something along those lines. But apparently the pain receptor in some people's minds sometimes is close to the pleasure receptor. And I hear the same thing about about the the feet, like the part of the brain that, um, you know, recognizes feet and things of that sort sometimes is really close to the pleasure part of the brain. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then they see feet and, you know, it it turns them on or they think of orgasming or something like that, which is honestly really interesting. It's very, what what word do I want to use right now? All right, let me me do a little backstory to what I'm about to say right quick. Um, I went on a random person's live on TikTok earlier today. Mm The reason why I went on a live is because, of course, my algorithm shows me a lot of feet stuff, even if it's not like, even though it's not a foot model or anything like that, it's just a everyday chick, right? That happens mm-hmm. to have her feet in the video. 
and you know it shows it to my algorithm so i see she's live at the moment and i tune in on live sometimes i i jumped on her live and i said yo it's your boy daddy goods follow the plenty of feet pod and she said she read it and she said what's the plenty of feet pod so i i went on to say i do random little promo opportunities once in a while and that was my opportunity for a random promo and probably a live that had nobody who would be interested in it but i did it anyways and she said what is it and i told her what it was and she said that's so weird why are people such weirdos and i said ah you're one of those you know what i mean come on it's like man like why do why does it gotta be weird and maybe you're weird for not even opening your mind to the to the fact that this is actually a thing and people are into it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Whatever adds whatever adds flavor to the bedroom, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. It only makes life more interesting, in my opinion. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, like it just it just adds so much um, variety and spice and everything like that. You know, my my girlfriend and I, I, we just, we worship each other's feet. That's part of, you know, the bedroom kind of aspect of things. And it feels fantastic. It We both love it. So I'm, you know, it's just whatever, whatever gets your socks wet. <laughs> Who who started saying that? Was that is this something you heard before? Is this a a, a barefoot male exclusive? That's an exclusive. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Well, barefoot male, we've been on the podcast fifty one minutes now, and I like to keep the podcast around this time. I'm sure we can go on for two hours. Eventually, I think we'll we'll start doing two hour podcasts, you know, as long as the the people want it. Um, but I have been incredibly honored that you would be on the podcast and that you were so willing and down. Um, you know, I tip my hat to you for, you know, being about that life and being true to your fans, true to yourself and just being a, a great, genuine person all around. Thank you for that. Um, if there is something that you would like to tell people, your fans, your friends, whoever is watching right now, what would you like to tell them? Just to thank them so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for having me, daddy. And, um, absolutely just, just to take care of each other, just to take care of one another. That's the most important thing. Most important. That's beautiful. And I agree. Taking care of one another, very important. Taking care of the the viewers of the podcast, taking care of your fans, taking care of your family, having love, having peace, prosperity, and just joy every single day. I think that's what we're all about. And remember, everybody, if you love this show, press that like button. If you love Mel, I got her social media Right there at the bottom, it's IG at Mel underscore Rose. So it's M-E-L underscore R-O-S-E 93. Twitter is Barefoot Mel, just like it sounds. Sounds B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T-M-E-L. And um, man, go follow her. I believe this podcast in the next 
let's just give it a year. I think it's going to be at 100,000 views at least. So everybody keep on rocking with us. Thank you, Barefoot Mel. Shall we foot march our way out of here? Absolutely. Let's do it. And don't go anywhere after the podcast so that I can holler at you once the broadcast has ended. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Plenty of Feet pod, Pop Pod. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's always fun. It's always fun kicking it with everybody and having a good time. Believe in the process, everybody. Trust the process in whatever you're doing because good things are coming. Believe that. And hopefully when you all are, it's not while I'm on the screen. No, just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Shout out to Barefoot Mail. Incredible. And shout out to the kitty cat. I'm surprised only one gave a feature to the podcast today. Dr. Jazzman says that he misses chatting with Mel. Well, hey, you got to chat with her today, basically, on the podcast, hanging out. Anyways, everybody, thank you for watching. Smash that like button. Leave a review. Oh, I accidentally did that a little premature. We are out of here. Woo! What's your last question, Dino? He said, wait, please, no, wait, one more question. What's your last question? You got 10 seconds. Type it. I don't always do this, but I got to show the loyal listeners and viewers of the podcast some love. What? What is your last question? Hey, man, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Because I'm starting to think you logged out. If you logged out, then, you know, it is what it is. It's a good thing All I right. wasn't like picking those or anything like that. I know. <laughs> that would have been, I would have edited out somehow. He says, Is there any bug that you'd stomp on because you hate? Dino, you already asked that question. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Gosh, Dino. She told you already. <laughs>